Welcome back to another episode of the Mindspace podcast. As most of you would know, I am your podcast host, Jasmine. And hopefully over the past couple of weeks, you have gained a little bit of an insight into some names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have applied these names, you have reflected on these names, and you can see how significant reflecting and applying these names have become to your day-to-day life. Now, how about we take that a step further and apply those names to the people around us? When we're giving advice, when we're having conversation, when we're seeing friends, family, people in need, perhaps we can address them with these names, with these information and knowledge we are gaining together as a whole in order to provide an extra sense of understanding, of acceptance, of accountability in actually fulfilling our duty to not only ourselves but our fellow brothers and sisters in Islam around us. So without further ado, the name we are going to venture through this week is Al-Ghafur, the acceptor of repentance. So this means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who forgives and accepts repentance of all those who turn to him inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also conceals the sins of his servants and Allah is all merciful to his servants. This occurs 91 times in the Quran and it can be found in Surah Ashura. Allah is the ever forgiving, the most merciful. Now I have picked this name to follow the previous two because with everything going on in the world around us, as most of you are well aware of what has been occurring in Palestine. And even though I've pre-recorded this by two weeks, I'm pretty sure what we're seeing in Palestine will still be relevant to this very day, which is very unfortunate. I also see what is happening all over the globe as a serious spiritual pandemic. It is not only Palestine that is in need. It is every single Muslim on a global scale, that is in need. And why do I say this? Calamities happen because there is a lack of righteousness in the world. The scales have tipped to sinning, sinning outwardly, sinning openly, sinning to the stage where you forget that what you're doing is actually sinful. And Our religion talks about this. It talks about the imbalance and when calamities do before you, it is not only a test, yes, absolutely, but is also because there is widespread sin. There is widespread problems, problems that are easily sold if people had the right belief, if they had the right guidance, if they had the right self-discipline that Islam teaches us that the prophets, peace be upon them, taught us, that the women in Islam taught us, that our Quran, Kalam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us how to live our life, how to have a fulfilling life, how to be a fulfilled character. And then we question why are all of these calamities happening? And I'm not talking just personal calamities, you know, arguments, family problems. I'm talking bushfires, widespread killing, world falling apart, literally people being unable to eat, People falling into haram so, so, so easily. It is not even hard to sin anymore. There is no shame in sinning anymore. You can go around and see the youth 
of this day and age and they are openly sinning and giggling about it. There is no shame, there is no haya, there is no thought or remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala watching you, seeing you, hearing you do these things. And this is why I've chosen this name because we need to look deeper. We need to look deeper inside of ourselves, inside of the people around us and inside of the environment that we put ourselves in and ask ourselves, where am I enabling myself to do wrong? the people around me, and how is my environment enabling me? Yes, Allah is al-ghafoor. Allah accepts our repentance, inshallah, if you do them sincerely. There are steps to repentance as well in seeking forgiveness. That must be fulfilled in order for your forgiveness to inshallah be accepted. However, it goes far deeper than committing a sin, asking for repentance, and going back and doing the same sin. It comes down to self-discipline. It comes down to adjusting your lens. It comes down to identifying what do I need to change. And you need to make an oath to yourself, an intention to yourself to never return to that sin or to do your obligations that you're falling short in or to be of service to other people. At the end of the day, the world around us is collapsing. Yes, we are aware of this. We were made aware of this because our religion has told us these times will come. Yes, our world is falling apart because these are signs of the day of judgment. Yes, I'm with you. However, do we prepare for all of those things in advance or do we wait for all of those things to happen, such as the major signs of the day of judgment, such as a sickness befalling us, such as our death date, arriving and we still have done no repentance, no change, no striving. And I'm not saying become the best version of you tomorrow. I'm not saying wake up tomorrow and change everything. No, but start somewhere. Start fighting against your nafs. Start fighting against yourself. Start seeking repentance from al-ghafoor in order for you to start somewhere and identify I have a problem somewhere that I need to fix. It's not that I want to, it's I need to, it's a non-negotiable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need your repentance, you need, you need to repent in order to seek his forgiveness. And another thing I want to speak about is this outwardly sin. Allah specifies that he conceals the sins of his servants. And it's actually a sin for you to outwardly speak about your sins or someone else's sins. Yet everyone is sinning out in the open. Everyone is sinning so happily, so joyfully. And then we ask, why are our youth lost? Why do these calamities befall me? Why do I suffer depression? Why do I suffer anxiety? Why can't I get out of bed? Why am I struggling to do my day-to-day tasks? Why do I reach the stage where I no longer want to live the life I'm living? Why do I fall into addiction? Why do I fall into wanting to impress other people? Why do I seek others' validation? Why, why, why? The list goes on and on and on and on. I could list everything. And it all comes back down to individuals who lack the true understanding of their creator, of their religion, of disciplining themselves, of turning against their desires and their nafs in order to live a fulfilling life and to understand the life in dunya is not supposed to fulfill us completely. It is understanding that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has concealed something for you, it's not for you to then go and speak about it. 
It's not for you to go and speak about someone else's business. And that's good business or bad business, good news or bad news, good trait or bad trait. It is not your job. It is not on you. And when we look at these words and we look at the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we reflect on them, we become able to understand and critically think how our words, our thoughts, our actions actually go against the names of our Creator. Now, I know this is a little bit to take in. I know there's many layers here. I know it goes to many depths, but that is our role here. Our role is to take our religion and not just scrape the surface, not just look at our name and say, one of Allah's name is Al-Ghafur, which means he's the acceptor of repentance. But go deeper. What is deeper here? How can I be worthy of this repentance? How, how am I not concealing my sins? How am I not looking at that as a blessing? Allah is ever merciful. How am I taking advantage of that mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what am I doing to give back? What am I doing to earn that repentance, to earn that forgiveness, to earn that mercy? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in need of none of us. We are in need of him. We are in need of Islam. We are in need of filling up our Islamic bucket of good deeds in order to go to the day of judgment and our akhirah and actually have something to put on the mizan. To turn the odds into our favor. Yet Allah is all forgiving, all merciful, all powerful. He is your sustainer. He is your provider. And we are so ignorant to the idea that we need nothing and no one but the true belief in our Creator, in our religion, in our fundamentals of our religion. And these are the things we should be teaching people around us. These are the things we should be teaching our children. When you have an essence of your religion and a religion that is so fulfilling, a religion that is so strong in character, and by character I mean establishing a great character, establishing a great mindset, they're the lessons you need to teach your children. That's the love for the religion they need to have. That's the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they need to establish in order to know that no matter where they go, they need to be worthy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. That if they do fall into something wrong and it's not outward, keep it inside of your heart. Allah has given a mercy upon you that he hasn't embarrassed you or shown your sins outwardly to other people. And Allah is merciful. But we also need to be worthy of that mercy, of that forgiveness. And if we started to live a life where we really, really thought to ourselves, I need to do everything I can in order to earn this. Just like you work to earn that pay rise, you work to earn that job, you work to earn that certificate, you work to earn, you know, or have great children, a great life. What are we doing? 
to work towards earning our akhirah, to work towards earning forgiveness, to work towards earning mercy, work towards earning the intercession of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, on the day of judgment. What is it that we are doing in our day-to-day life to earn that? Yet we have the audacity to stand up and say, ah, this is happening, this is happening, I need to stand up here and I need to stand up there and I need to speak out here and I need to speak out there. But the fundamentals of you as a person aren't even where they need to be. So why don't you stand up to the injustices within yourself before you want to stand up to the injustices in the world? Why don't you stand up and reflect on your own actions before you outwardly want to speak about other people's actions? Why don't you self-check your intention before you want to assume other people's intentions? And when people live a life where they continually look at themselves as a work in progress, they have no time to see anything else besides their goal of being the best Islamic righteous version of themselves possible. And then when they've reached that, they begin to look at how they can water other people and bring them on that same journey. But how many of us are really there? How many of us can really put up our hand and say, I am there now? And if you do stand up and you put up your hand and say, yep, Jasmine, I'm there, then you've put yourself in a box and you've limited your growth because no one is ever where they need to be. Because I do not see anywhere in my religion that Prophet Muhammad stood up and said, I know everything, I am aware of everything, I can be no more righteous than what I am at this point in my life. Never. Never. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, no matter how you look at his character, he was open to learning, open to teaching, open to taking on whatever need be. Why? For him to grow as a person, for Allah to facilitate for him to become better and better and better and better and better. And what better role model to try and be like other than Prophet Muhammad, who lived his whole life, whether he was a prophet or prior to prophecy, living every single day being the best, most honest version of himself. And then we sit in a position where we want the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet we do not repent. Where we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to conceal our sins, yet we speak outwardly about them. Yet we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, yet what have we done to deserve it? What have we sacrificed in order to get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy? Let alone have we built ourselves to 1% of the character of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, who on the day of judgment is going to intercede for his ummah. And just imagine that day. Do you really think you are at a point in your life right now where you are worthy of that intercession? And if you're not, and I speak first and foremost to myself in every single recording, Every single word I say, I speak to myself first and foremost. We have work to do. 
We have things we need to change. If we want to see a better, brighter world with less calamities, less pain, less hurt, less brokenness, we need to start with fixing ourselves, with fixing our obligations, and with repenting back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and feeling worthy of his forgiveness and worthy of his mercy. And live every single day striving for Jannah, insha'Allah, and for an akhirah where we can stand there and we can deserve the intercession of Prophet Muhammad. I appreciate you all for listening along. I know today I was really passionate. Um, I speak from a place of love. I speak from a place of honesty. And I speak from a place of encouragement because it is never too late. You are never too far gone. Every single person who listens to this recording, it is a choice every single minute of every day to be a better version of you. And Allah has willed for you to stumble upon this and perhaps it is your sign to make that choice today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ghafoor, forgive all of us for our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah. Peace.